Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This episode of the Therapy as a Christian podcast is brought to you by the Therapy Reflection Journal. The Therapy Reflection Journal is your personal journal for your therapy experience. Whether you are just starting therapy for the first time or currently in therapy, you can utilize this journal throughout your process. This journal was designed for you to write down topics and themes that you and your therapist discuss throughout your counseling sessions. There's a place to keep track of your mood, things to work on in between sessions, and an entire place for you to reflect on what you and your therapist talked about. Take this journal with you consistently throughout your counseling experience to dig deeper and see growth in your mental health like never before. You can go to rosandrenee.com to purchase or the link is in the description box. Now let's start the show. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Rosin Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. Hello, my favorite, 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 favorite people, as I always say, besides Jesus and my husband. <laughs> Hi, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the show. I am super excited about this episode, y'all. I am actually back from my vacation uh we just flew back in this morning probably like around 11 o'clock so I'm off today I'm getting prepared to go back to work tomorrow super full super happy super rested and I am just so excited to pour out to you today because there are some things that I have really gathered over the last week, um, I recorded two episodes back to back, so I had an opportunity to just kind of take a rest break from pouring out, and I just have so much to share with you today, so I'm really excited about this week's episode, um, but just some quick little housekeeping. Um, I am currently on a 21-day social media break fast, I guess you could call it, um, with two uh, amazing women who are leading this effort, Tatum to me of the Bless and Boss Up podcast, and then Kavaya. I don't know Kavaya's last name. Um, and she is from the She Who Is Called mobile app. And I am I have so much to say about this this current 
social media break and um i'll get to that in a second but follow me on instagram i will be getting back on instagram the week of thanksgiving and I have a ton to share. And so I just wanted to um, tell you to follow me on Instagram. Also, please go list, go um, sign up for my email list because I am going to be sharing something specifically really exclusive for my email listeners within the next week. Um, I did a time with God challenge. I want to say... It's been two weeks since I've done that challenge. And so I am just so elated to do it again. I've been really praying about when I was going to release that again. And I am going to do another challenge in December. So my uh, email list will get first dibs on that to sign up. It was such a blessing to do. I'm hoping that it doesn't sell out before I announce it because <laughs> I have like a hundred and something people on my email list currently and yeah y'all y'all want to make sure you get on my email list so in December I will be um doing another time with God challenge and I'll be talking more about that in the episode as well so make sure you get on my email list the link will be down below and so we're just going to get into this quick listener shout out I want to give a shout out to this listener who wrote this Um, and if you would like to be featured on the podcast for your review of the podcast please make sure you go rate and leave a review of the podcast you may just be on my next podcast as a listener shout out but this one is from Miss Systemomics who I know very personally her name is Ashley and she said I love 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 this podcast it opens up so many conversations for christians to explore how therapy can complement our relationship with god Rosalind does a great job of covering difficult topics so thank you ashley for writing that and like i said if you want to be featured on the podcast your review just go to apple itunes and leave a review and you may be on my next episode so let's get into this y'all I so I I, like I said I've been on this social media break I want to say it's only been a little over a week we started the social media fast quote-unquote on November 4th so it's been like a week and a day and the amount of insight that I have gotten from doing this fast I have to give it up to the Lord because him Putting that on Kavaya and Tatum's heart to do and then walking in the obedience to do has blessed me, but I know it has blessed the amount of people that are doing this. I want to say Tatum said the other day it's around four to five hundred people that are doing the fast. And so, y'all, there's power in numbers. Like I'm gonna get into all of that in this in a second. I've done social media breaks before. I normally do them by myself. Um, it's something I kind of just do when I feel myself getting too much attached to my phone or I find myself scrolling for hours at a time or I just really kind of feel like I need to hear God. I'll go on like small spurts of social media breaks. Um, December is normally my recharge month, so I usually break completely from everything. Um, I go on a long fast and I just kind of really get really, really quiet with God about I did that last year and it was super helpful. But as I've told y'all in the past, I've done like fasting was my thing last year and this year hasn't really been like a priority, I will say. Um, But I do know going to the scripture that when Jesus was talking to the disciples and he talked about um the disciples were trying to cast out a demon out of a boy and they couldn't do it. And Jesus came straight over there and cast out the demon. And I want to say, let me find it. Um, and Jesus. And so the disciples were questioning him like, well, why weren't we able to cast out this demon? And Jesus said some things, some things only come out through prayer and fasting so let me look up the scripture for you and so I want to talk about this really quickly because I've gotten some questions about um finding a way where I can do a fast with my listeners so here's the scripture it's uh Matthew 17 and 21 and it says but this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting and so um I recognize as a person that does fast that there are some things that we really, really 
that we have to go to God and fast about. Um, I can go into a spiel about what fasting is for and uh, what my experience has been, but I really do want to um, honor your time right now. But as well as for me, this fast in particular has been different. I haven't fully been able to really like grasp it in my everyday life of like what's occurred because half of the like half of the time that we've been on the fast I've been on vacation so to me like my routine is kind of off of like what I do and I spend time with God but in particular for me during this fast I have recognized God has just shown me so many things I've been in prayer a lot about um, the people that are on my, the people that listen to my podcast, the women that are involved in the fast, I've been praying just about, you know, where God is kind of taking me for 2020. Um, and just some things that I feel like God's recently shown me gifts that I didn't know I had. Um, just so many things. And so recently I can just say like going on my vacation with my husband and being able to not be attached to my phone. I felt like we actually got an opportunity to be in the moment and talk about stuff that we, you know, in the busyness of life, if you're not married, you may not know, but because I will tell you as a married woman, it's not always like, oh my God, we're just going to have deep conversations every day. Like you're not. And so I've, I, I've got an opportunity to spend a lot of quality time with him. And it was so good. Just so good. And so just a couple of things I got from the fast thus far is just I got a, the ability to spend quality time with my husband. Like that's his love language in general. That's his love language. He is just a quality time person. Um, I'm more of a words of affirmation, quality time. Um, but I know for him, like he he doesn't want me on anything when we're together. He's like, put the phone down, babe, put the phone down. And so I'm so glad that the fast dropped during our vacation because I kind of was like, okay, maybe I'll go on social media fast while we're on vacation. But that wasn't like my full intention. I was like, I want to show people what we're doing. But it was just I came I came back from my vacation. So rested. I didn't feel like I was I feel like I could live my life. And I realized, uh, which I know this, but it's just different. And I'll explain why in a second. Like you have such a life outside of social media. And I did not realize how much I can engulf my mind. Like when you spend so much time on the phone, engulf my mind in other people's lives unintentionally and subconsciously. And so um, I've gotten really quiet and I feel like I've been able to really hear God in a way um, that I haven't really been able to hear him in the last couple of months. Like I do spend quality time with God. Like I really do get into my word, but seeking him about things related to me has been, um, you know, really different and uh, eye opening. I feel just supercharged up to share. And I feel like that has been from the rest God calls us to rest. He calls us to rest in his presence um, and calls us to seek him, like find, like seek the scriptures, seek who he is, seek his presence. Um, And I know that that sounds very, very spiritual. So it's like, Rosalind, how do you do that? Um, But I want to I want to be able to just provide some quick things that God has shared with me that I really, really want to talk about with you. Um, so some of the things that I feel like he has shown me is, um, how to like, there's a lot of people, um, that I've in the group that is doing the fast, um, and including myself, there's just been this feeling of like, we have kind of waddled in our mess, like in the things that we're going through in our circumstances that I've really seen God show through us doing the prayer calls every morning, And even for myself, just like take your power back. Like I didn't make you, I didn't call you to be weak. And I think when I say that, I don't think that for me, myself, God is saying like, you know, I'm not empathizing with you or I'm not here to not comfort you. But I do recognize for me in particular that I know so much about God and I say all this faith or I have all this faith. But if I don't activated through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's almost as if like 
It's just in my head and I don't really believe it. And so God has been showing me just like, take your power back. Like, you know me, you know who I am. You've been through healing. Like you have a certain level of understanding from having healed in a lot of emotional areas that you have to be able to take your power back when you feel like you are going through things. And so... Um, one thing that I admire about Kavaya and Tatum is the way they pray. It brings such honor back to God, no matter the circumstances. And I think that in many times past, like I know for me, I will just kind of constantly go to God in prayer about my circumstance and constantly go to him about what I'm going through and constantly go to him about how, what was me? Like, this is happening. I don't, I don't feel like doing it, God. I don't feel like praising you when I'm just like this instead of reverencing for who he is. And I think that from taking the power back, take back your perspective from the enemy, Like so much of our perspective is so like negative that we begin to, I think that it's easy for us to look at a negative situation and say, God's not present when there are so many promises that says he's present, but the enemy will make our minds or even our negative thoughts that we think towards ourselves, like make us feel like there's no hope. There's no, there's no ability to like get take back our power and we've been called to be God's you know daughters and sons and we just have to take our power back and so um I have a I want to dedicate a podcast on what that looks like um I'm working on the notes I was working on it while I was on the plane back home and so I may do a whole dedicated podcast of what it means to take your power back and um another some of the things that he was showing me is that many of us, um, I can't say myself included because I really do work hard to deal with things. And when I'm going through stuff, I immediately go to God. Now that is, now that is something I've had to learn. That was not my first response to everything. My first response normally was like, (laughs) really just thinking God wasn't there and just like thinking that he's not present. Um, but there are many things that we're not dealing with y'all like, and many of you know what you're dealing with. Like it could be a relationship that just, you broke up with a boyfriend, a divorce, a grief, a loss that you experienced, a job that you're not happy with, um, communication issues between you and friends, family issues, having to be a caregiver for somebody, um, just the emotional weight that weighs upon circumstances, like the emotional weight that comes with having to go through a process to deal with. And when you don't deal with the emotional piece of it, like mental health matters to the Lord, like bump what anybody says, like, Your mental health is God's priority. Your salvation is God's priority. Your love for God is his priority. You God taking care of you is his priority. And so it would be, we would be not fully operating in the fact that God is our provider. If we think that our emotional state is something that God doesn't care about. And I think in general, as the body of Christ, we haven't acknowledged the full aspect of what the emotional capacity that some believers have as a sense of like, it's hard to deal with things sometimes. Like it's really hard emotionally to go through a process and say like, Oh, I have faith in this. Like some people have the resilience because they just have to, or they just have learned over time. Like this is how I got to get through stuff. But most of the time, like the emotional weight that sometimes um, circumstances puts on us it it drives us away from God instead of pushing us to him and most of the time it's because we don't want to deal with the emotional the emotional pain or something um, and that could be the current circumstance or that could be just in the past and you've suppressed things so long that you don't know usually how to feel 
And so your mental health matters so much to the so much to the Lord that he addressed emotional things in the Bible consistently. He talked about fear. He talked about being anxious. He talked about relying on people and um, asking for help and um, just constantly talk your words like all these things that bring up different things like anger and all this kind of stuff like God talks about that and there's a reason and so many of us aren't dealing with those things you're not you're not going to the father partially because I truly think that sometimes we just don't know how we don't know how to really go to God and say these things because people don't talk about why these things are important or people you don't we don't hear many Christians say like this is hard and this is what I've had to talk to God about and so there's this thing of fear where we feel fearful of even talking to God about the struggles we've had um the in the group like I just like in the group of the girls that are doing the fast like so many of them are going through financial issues so many of them are going through um wanting to give up marijuana just to start like all these things that are emotional that cause us to do other things that people will shame us for in the church but really like nobody talks about like this being a thing that we go to when we're just stressed out and so there's this fear that God can't handle or God can't do or help us in our time of need and that's just a lie from the enemy like why would God not want to help you when you are struggling with an addiction to marijuana like and to say like that is not on God's quote-unquote level or God can't handle that would be like a slap in the face in my opinion to everything Christ died for and so I just feel like there's a lot of fear in us about going to God to address the traumas that we've experienced because we think that it's God is not in those places. Um, I mean, it's just it's just it's just not true. Like, it's just not true. And I think we have to recognize Jesus died for everything. He died for if everything, everything. Um there's also, as it relates to not dealing with certain things, um, along with that, we give up on God and then we don't want to seek him. Like we get to a point where we're like, OK, forget this Christian walk. Forget this. Like this is not cutting it. I'm not getting what I need. People in the church aren't real. They're not being honest about this walk. And it causes us to give up on God. And therefore, we don't seek him. And then when we do feel like we are in a place where we need God or we see people who are doing things for the kingdom, we internally get, we internally feel shamed. We internally feel rejected. We feel like if I had just stayed on top of it or stayed on it, then I would be farther along or we start to become jealous of other people and truly in all actuality, most of these things that people are doing that truly true true people that are truly serving the kingdom they're doing it for the lord they're not doing it for things of trying to be seen but we give up on god and the enemy attacks that in our hearts because we feel so shamed and like there's no shame like don't feel ashamed don't give up on the lord and i'll talk about like what that looks like in a second but you can't give up you just cannot give up like there's been many times and I've given up in the past let me not even act like I ain't gave up um and I used to tell y'all like I would throw these tension tantrums with God where I'd be like okay well you know what since you don't want to do what I'm saying that you should do Lord I'm gonna go do it my way and in all actuality it just would hurt me and so when I say don't give up um I feel like now for me, I'm in a mature place because of the fact that I have dealt with my traumas. Um, I really had to dig into what my my perception of God was. I did not look at God as a father. I did not look at him as if he loved me. I did not look at him as if he was 
quote unquote there for me it just wasn't to me it was like our relationship wasn't natural like I felt like if you're this big guy you must don't like me because I never do anything right in your eyes and it wasn't until that I went to therapy and I processed my traumas that I looked at like I had this high expectation of God to be this fix it and it's like because you hear people say all the time God can fix it in an instant God can can remove all the things and give you breakthrough instantly and it's like yes he can but there's also a thing where God develops us like when they talk about the him being the potter and where the clay like a potter makes a pot they don't just snap their fingers and the pot is made like it takes time it takes molding it takes looking at something takes stepping back and like coming back to it like it's a it's a process and so I think we've negated the process and because we don't want to go through the process we give up on him but for me I had to process childhood I had to I had to talk through my perception of my father, my perception of my mom, my perception of people that I had dated, because that was also that impacted truly my relationship with God, because it made me feel like, you know, if you if you if you knew I wasn't supposed to be in this relationship, why would you allow this relationship to happen? It's just like we put so much control on God and take no responsibility for anything. Or we don't operate in forgiveness of other people because they've hurt us so bad. Like, this is what I mean when I say, like, God is God is aware that this pain that you experience impacts your mental health. And so um, I just think that we have to, and when it comes back to the fasting part, I think what it does is it brings us, it, it really shows our, I think fasting shows us in a personal sense our flesh and how just we need to give it to God and allow him to change our hearts and change who we are another thing with not dealing with stuff is that we try to do it alone um God gave me a word about um his people as a point of like doing things by on on their own and I want to share it but I also kind of am like sensitive about um okay no I feel like I can share it so let me um get my journal really quickly because I do I, I talked about this in the podcast episode about the power of accountability but I'm gonna take it a step further and read the message that I got um okay and I don't I didn't write the date on this word but I want to say it was probably it had to be November 9th because there's no other date and then the next day I wrote was November 10th so it says so many of my people have isolated themselves away from true relationship they think that being alone solves their problem and that without others they'll be okay I want my people to know that I desire them to be in relationship and be open with people helping them. And so what I got from that was just a perspective of that. We cannot think that we are supposed to do things alone. Like there's just this is why we're called the body of Christ. I think social media has separated us from actually communicating with each other. I think that even for myself, I have had to learn how to have relationships with people and learn to trust them. I've had to be more open with having difficult conversations, being very upfront about my boundaries, but also to I think when you're experiencing pain, you think that you're alone because you don't really constantly hear people talk about their circumstance. So you really think that everybody else must be doing all right and I must be by myself because I don't ever you don't ever hear people just talking about what they're going through all the time unless it's just like a situation where you just have a friend that constantly talking about what they're going through and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that but I do think that there's a point of like we got to have some level of positivity and so um as it relates to it goes back to fear um we're just such a fearful like you know I think we just have become so accustomed to being scared like why and I I didn't go in the closet this time, y'all. 
I'm sorry. So the train's just going to be disrespectful for the moment. I'm sorry about that. So we've just become like this fearful people. And um, I just think that the fear comes from pain. Like it's just we have become so accustomed to I'm just so scared of walking out my purpose or I'm so scared of doing what God told me to do and it's just like you guys to know like if God told you to do it he's gonna provide like there is things even with this podcast like I had like if I told y'all the testimony of the podcast you'd probably be like girl what my podcast started from literally me sharing my testimony on live on Facebook and then I was like okay and I think I don't remember if I if I can't remember if God told me to do it or if it was just a desire in my heart that I wanted to do it. And, you know, he gives you the desires of your heart. So I, I don't think that it was like out of my own thing of wanting to do it. Just like this desire to share my story as a Christian who went to counseling because I'm like, shoot, I might I might as well. So we just have become such a fearful people. And it's like he provides and for me, just taking that step of sharing on live, then I started interviewing people on live on Facebook. Then I was like, I got to ex- I got to do this a different way. Like there is no I just can't do lives on Facebook because one, I don't I don't want my videos to like have to people have to scroll to find them. Like I was like, I need to do a podcast. And then that's how that started. But it's like if we don't even take the first step because we're just like, what are people going to say or what are people going to think? And it's like, who cares sis no one cares like truly like honestly no one even cares like I don't think people are really that pressed about you and what you step out and do if anything they're probably gonna be really really excited for you but it's just like this mirage of fear that we don't want to do stuff and then not only that but I have felt such a burden for others other people as it relates to fear because there's so much fear in like relationships and there's so much fear about your finances and and um, being in a single season and truly not feeling like God is near and trusting the process because you think God wants to take something from you like I used to think that so much I used to think well if I take the step or if I give up on this or if I move in this position like God's gonna take away this to take away this from me and it's like God wants to add to your life I think the part that makes you fearful of him taking something away is because it goes against your flesh and it goes against your normal routine it goes against what you think is best for you and it's really not like God doesn't want us to settle like if he calls us a blessed people or that when we're obedient to him we're blessed why would it feel like something is being taken away it feels like it's being taken away because it's not for you. And so I think that when it comes to fear, like it's a facade, y'all. Like, listen to me when I say, like, fear is such a liar and it only robs you of time. Like, you're allowing fear to rob you of time out of you thinking, what are people gonna say? What are people gonna think? Or, oh, I'm gonna be by myself forever. And it's like, no. God knows your desire, sis. And so I think um, it's just a place of trust. Like we're supposed to trust. And God calls us to relationship with him. Like 1 John 4 and 19 says, we love him because he loved us first. Like if he loved us, that means he wanted, like think about if you love your children, Like you love them even if they don't even know you love them. And so there's this thing of like as a parent, there's a desire to love your kids and desire to know them and desire to be in relationship with your children. So if God desires all these things, like he calls us to be in relationship with him. He doesn't want us to fear him. He doesn't he wants to fear him in the sense of knowing how how reverenced him and like know he's big and he. He can do whatever he want to do, but not fear him in the sense of coming to him and knowing that he's love. Like folks was going to Jesus all the time. Like sometimes he couldn't catch a break because folks was coming up to him so much. And so I think there's this there's this feeling of like 
we just don't trust that we can go to God for anything and we're so fearful of. It. And it's like if he calls us to if he calls us to forgiveness and, and love and like all these things, why would we fear going to him? It goes back to what I was saying about people who are struggling with different um, things. It's like God's aware, like God's aware that you were molested when you were a kid. Like he's very much so aware of that. So much so that he can use that story as a as a point to um, be a testimony. But we're so ashamed of that. Like there's no shame. Like He loves you regardless of that occurring. And he knows that that was painful and he wants to comfort and help you and love on you. Like I can only imagine the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years, like bled and constantly bled and nobody wanted her. And then Jesus is like, I'm going to stop myself in my tracks on my way to go do another miracle to heal you because you are worth being healed. And so I think there's this, because of this fear, the enemy has made us feel like we don't feel like we're worth being helped. And so there's just a lot of pain I have felt from that. Um, but I want to also read something to you all because I think this also tie in this this fear aspect. Um, I'm going to read Ephesians 2 and I'm going to, it's like one of my favorite, favorite chapters. Um, Once when you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He's a, he is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passion, passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we are, we're subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And it's only by God's grace that you've been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ. I want you to listen to that. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ. And seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us. As shown in all that he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. My favorite scripture, like one of my top favorite scriptures. But we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So this is basically saying, this is why I said there's no fear. Like when, just think about Jesus who was killed. Literally, like, shamed completely, completely his disciples. They had to, like, they didn't even know him. And it said that he died and he was raised up. It says, for he raised uh, God, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us in with him in heavenly realms. So as a believer of Jesus Christ, as a believer, you are seated in heavenly places with God. So to think that you are ashamed for what you've done and it said we were once dead because of our disobedience and our many sins. We used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the command of the powers of the unseen. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way. So it's just like you are not by yourself, sis. And it said, God is so rich in mercy and he loves us so much that even though we were dead in our, because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And so I feel like there's this part of me that wants to just like comfort you and say, like, don't fear. Like if God sits us in heavenly places with him, if he raised us along with Christ, like your sins are not a separation from God's love to you. It says no no thing can separate us. I forgot what it's what it's in. Um I wanna say it's in Romans, 
but it says that there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And so um, I think that there's just this fear that we think that because of that, we're separated and we're not. Um, And then there's another thing when I, when I talk about giving up on God. And so one of the things that I have come to understand, and this took time, and I don't, and I, when I get on this podcast and I'm talking to you all, it's like I've gone through process. Um, it doesn't make me better than you. It doesn't make me. It doesn't make me higher in, you know, anything. It's just there's a. This is why I feel like we have to know that the body of Christ is available. There are people that want to pour out to you. Um, and it doesn't mean that you're not equal with them. Like I'm probably Ephesians two all day. And so um, what God offers is love and forgiveness. And I think um, God just says, like, repent, repent and go to him and turn away. And there's no shame. Like, even if you fall again, like you're going to fall like I just think that there's and I have, I feel this so heavy on my heart that there's such a feeling of unworthiness and shame and feeling like because you're anxious or that you're going through depression or that you're going through all these things that God's not available to you and I just I just want to rebuke that lie in Jesus name because it's not true and I'm pleading like this with you because I just want you to know like God loves you there was such a burden on my heart uh, earlier this week, I want to say, for just the feeling of like God's heart towards his children is so heavy. Like, if I could just ex- describe the love, it would make me cry because it's just so heavy. Um, and so just repent and go to him. It's like no shame. There's no shame. And Romans 8, 1 says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And condemnation is like a, let me look up the word because y'all know that's my thing. Um, okay, so for no condemnation, condemnation means the expression of very strong disapproval. Like God doesn't disapprove of you. When he looks at you, he sees his son because Jesus wiped away all the sins. So it's like when he's looking at you, he's looking at you as like his pure child. Um, and I do believe that there is conviction as if like God will urge on us when we've done something wrong, but that there is not a means of repentance. Like there is repentance in him, like not so much to where when we beat ourselves up. That's condemnation. But when we're like, Father, I messed up, I'm coming to you and I thank you um, for your forgiveness. It's simply that. Um, And so I think that we just have to recognize that God offers forgiveness and love. And this is why I say you can't you can't give up on him. However, I do recognize that it's sometimes really hard to be open to being and feeling forgiven when you haven't felt accepted in the past, when people have rejected you in your own life, when you haven't really walked through forgiving other people. And so I do think that you have to really heal from things one at a time. I don't think it's a like end all be all. You need to talk about God. You need to talk about all your all your emotions related to people and the attachment to people and all that kind of stuff. I do think that there needs to be a breakdown. So just enough for you to be able to process. This is why I always say like when you go to therapy, talk about it. But go to God and also like process it with him. But if you're struggling within your relationship with God, like don't feel like it's a bad thing. Like it takes time. Took me two years to really process through things that I went through uh, and still in therapy processing through. And so I think you just don't need to feel bad about just taking it a little bit at a time. Like talk through your molestation. Like, just focus on that for a little bit of time, then move on to the next thing, move on to the forgiveness piece, then move on to the next thing, talk about your parents' relationship, then move on to the next thing, then talk about family relationships or the fact that you feel like you might be um, single for just like talk through those things a little bit at a time. You got to take things in chunks, um, but don't give up in the process. And then also uh, the power of accountability. Um, 
and trying to do it alone. There is such power in numbers. Like, what I've experienced in going through this social media break with these women has been a blessing because I just truly believe that there is a covering in numbers. There is just an ability to fight through. There's advice. There's wisdom. There is... um, You just don't feel like you're by yourself and you're more able to feel like you can do it. Like when I think about accountability, I think about like working out. Like if I had somebody that was with me every single day that was like, sis, come on, we're going to get it together. We're going to work out together. I'm more like desiring to go do it than if I just do it by myself because I lose the will. Like over time, I would lose the willpower and the desire to do it. And so when God gave me the word about so many of my people are isolating themselves away from true relationship, they think that being alone solves their problems. That was me. Like, I used to think that when people used to make me mad, like I would just isolate and think that that would solve the issue. But that would be the time I would need to get out and be around people because... It's uncomfortable, but it holds you accountable. And we can't do like we can't do things without God. So what makes us think that we are supposed to do things on our own? And sometimes other people are stronger than you. Like me as your sister, like me talking to you on this podcast on a different side of healing. Like I am your sister that is currently right now might be strong in faith to talk to you that doesn't mean that you can't be strong in faith but just sometimes there are people that are ability that have um that have wisdom that have gone through something that can give you advice and help you understand which is why which is why I was saying don't be ashamed because I used to feel ashamed don't be fearful because I used to be fearful. Don't give up on God because I used to give up on God. And so I can say that to you on the other side to stir up your faith, to tell you like, it's cool, sis. God understands that doesn't give us an excuse to stop, but it just means like there's somebody else that understands where you're at. And that's why you don't need to feel like you're alone. Um, also too, it reminds me of that story in the Bible about the man who was, um, I want to say he was lame and he had some friends that picked him up on a mat and they dropped him down over the roof where Jesus was so that he could get healed. And there's sometimes there are people that are stronger than you when you're not to help you. Um, And so, you know, I just think that there is just a power in numbers, which is why I said, like, join my time with God challenge. Like I'm teaching you how to spend time with God because that's something I've learned how to do and it's sometimes you just need people to teach you if you don't know you can't expect to know everything like you can't expect just because you come to God like you're gonna know everything right off top and you may know a lot but there are some people that can give you more wisdom at a certain point like there's probably gonna be a time where somebody pouring to me that was that was at a place when I was doing well that I may need help um like grief is something that I've only experienced once I've never lost somebody extremely close to me before so I know I'm gonna need you know help and tools and things on how to get through that I've never had a kid so I know I need help and resources and tools on how to get that so it's like you know as your sister who's gone through healing like I'm here to tell you it's not don't be fearful of it don't be fearful of walking through the process even if you're the one in your family that breaks the curse like being a generational curse breaker is something that is rough but at the same time the blessing behind it like I don't have to worry about my children feeling rejected because their mom got healed from rejection I don't have to worry about my children having to I don't really know what else um be in a stable two-parent home because I didn't grow up in a stable two-parent home like those are things that I think about which is why you have to fight so hard um and so yeah so join a community get a part of a group get a part of somewhere in your church um if it's something where you could find two or three friends and listen to a sermon and y'all talk about it or find two or three friends and y'all listen to this podcast and talk about it, like and ask and like talk about those deep rooted things so that you can be able to start creating community because there's power and accountability 
there's power in praying together. Like God says, God said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be like his presence. God's presence is there when two or three are gathered. And so I just think that you have to be mindful of not feeling like you got to do this by yourself, but that there's power in numbers and God cares about your mental health. And you just got to trust him. Like we are called to do the supernatural. We are called to do miraculous miracles. And there's power in being able to do that in numbers. Um, So, yeah, that's all I really have for you all today. I just wanted to share with you some of the things that God had been sharing with me. Um, I'm going to link a YouTube below um, from Pastor Michael Todd, who talked about um, lazy faith, but he talked about in the scope of just like when you're not able to do it, there are other people around you that are that will do it. Um, I will be sharing. Make sure you sign up for my email list so that you can be the first to hear about my time with God challenge. I will share it on the podcast, but I'm hoping that by the time it's time for me to come out, I might release it to my email list maybe about a week before it actually goes live, quote unquote. Um, and it sold out in three days the first time I did it. So I'm thinking about making um, the, the pool of ladies larger. I'm going to pray about it first and see. But um, I usually keep it really small. So like I only have 15 ladies this time and I <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed only having a small group because it was really intimate. So um, I'm looking to add some more things onto the challenge as well so that it can be even better. And uh, yeah, so that's all I have for you today. Make sure you leave a review, um, share this podcast with someone who you think might need to hear it. And I love you all. And I'll talk to you soon. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.